0: Como estas, everybody? I recently watched the Mulan remake, the live-action remake, and I f-ing hated it. I hated every second of it. I gave it a chance and it spat in my face. So now I gotta make like Grant Napier and I'm gonna rant about it. So please, uh, join me on the other side of this heavy metal intro. Okay, so now we've done it. it didn't take too long to record that, that intro, only like 40 or 50 tries lest I be judged. Uh, wow, so it starts off, it's vibrant. The I feel like Disney tries so fucking hard. It is ridiculous. They have an endless budget and yet they come out just an entirety, something like this. The intro's okay, you're in this village that kind of looks like a ghetto, uh, medieval China's apartment complex. It's circular, I guess, kind of cool. It's not out on the farm like the, uh, like the original. I'm gonna reference the original quite a bit, and people say, oh, 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 don't compare it too much. Like, there's there's a happy medium of comparing a remake to the original, the original source. I like to see Creative Liberties done. I like to see the movie somewhat becoming its own entity. Not the same, of course, but do, it, do the original source justice. Otherwise, why would it be being remade? I mean, some movies, you can argue, don't need to be remade. Point in case, Lion King, and my second, you know, case B, let me pull up in this file. F***ing Mulan. Jesus Christ. Apologize for using the Lord's name in vain, but gosh darn it. Ah! This f***ing warns it. It's outrageous. So anyways, back to the uh, the apartment complex. It, the, the clothes are so overly vibrant. It is just obvious. This is, <sighs> just such a production and maybe that's the vibe they're going for maybe the kids love it uh idk bff jill so mulan is this little girl and the the dad is actually council han from the movie rush hour the 1998 spectacular i believe wow since i have your undivided attention uh rush hour release I don't want to say 1998, don't say 97, 98, let's go. Wow. We're seeing that movie at the Brendan Theater in Vacaville, but that's neither here nor there, it's in Brendan Theater in Vacaville. It's Council Han, he's the dad, and he's narrating, saying it, "This is. there are many stories of the legend of Mulan, this one is mine. Well, isn't that a creative out for no matter how this movie is, you'll be able to reference this line. Oh, it's it's his rendition, his story. Well guess what, I'm comparing the movie. I don't care what he says, because it's such horse You see little Mulan chasing after the chicken. Oh, a chicken running through the town. Very good, all the the townspeople are looking at Mulan, displaying some kind of Crouching Tiger Hidden-esque type skills. This is something I would like to see. This is something I'd like to see them explore a little more, but the people are just scouting more on that later. They're They're scowling, oh, this girl, she's causing a ruckus. And somehow she ends up on the roof. It's a four-story building, she winds up on the roof. The chicken is somehow able to get onto the roof. And she falls down, and just the way the camera goes, it's so campy, it's so corny. I didn't realize it's the first scene of the movie, but I, instead of, you know, being when I say, oh, I'm not gonna compare it too hard, I'm gonna try to see it as his own movie. This is just bad in general. I, I could say, I mean, try to argue, maybe I'm being overly critical, which I think, yeah, sure I am. Hey, Brick Joe! But I'm still gonna complain about this f-ing, this first scene, it's garbage. It, it, it tries, I just knew, I got a bad feeling from that first scene. Oh, is it gonna be like this the entire time? I was hoping, but it was just such an ominous foreshadowing. There were some bright parts Uh, where this movie is this dark, shitty cloud and the sun gets, th- not through, it never gets through but it shines a little brighter at some parts of this darkness, this two hour f***ing passing shadow that is over the brightness of creativity and originality. So we're moving on. Mulan's, uh, she's a woman now, like a teenager, what have you, Dude, and nice. we see a cool, the bad guys, they're not the Huns, they're this, this other evil entity and the bad guy, the actor they have playing the main bad guy, his name escapes me because it's so, so unmemorable. Uh, he, he looks like such a bad guy. They missed out on a major opportunity to make good on this guy who looks very much like I believe Sean Yu, the leader of the Huns or he just looks so diabolical like a Disney villain would but not overly caked over with makeup, but just looks like a, just an evil bad guy. Really well well casted. Might be the only compliment i give this. No, no there'd probably be like one more. Uh, and then they added a character, the sorceress who looks like a badass. I like the way she fights. She There's a bit of... You know, it's Chinese and Japanese cultures, like a little anime type flamboyance in her fighting, which I thought was kind of cool. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief a little bit. Why not? and the entire time like okay where's mushu you kind of okay and they add mulan's sister who like they're kind of close but it's kind of surface level oh sister like they care for each other and the little sister is so scared of spiders there's no lucky cricket i get that might have been a little hokey say like even in live action to have an animated cricket maybe just one that hangs out on her shoulder and it's completely benign maybe it just hops around with comedic effect like it did in the last one don't give it a full kind of a cartoonish lifestyle. They completely did away with Mushu. Let's erase the magic that is Eddie Murphy. I'm not saying get him for this one, maybe another comic or some sort of potatoes. <sighs> mystical companion. You know, they, they never really established the close connection she had with her horse in the cartoon. I guess, you know, trained horses aren't a thing. You couldn't possibly establish a close connection with a f- L- lone rider and their horse. So, anyway, the decree comes like, all right, and they have Jet Li on the payroll. They have Jet Li as the emperor, who's kind of this uh, outspoken douche. I'm like, all right, the emperor's not as happy go lucky in this one. They move forward. They decree, uh, it, or sorry, before this. Uh, the dad straight up, straight up tells Mulan, hey, give up this this wild dream of being who you're supposed to be. It's just easier on the family and brings more honor if you hide your chi. They're introducing chi because God help them, but they found a more creative name than just chi. Again, I'm nitpicking, but it's just chi. Okay, that explains the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. All right, I guess there's a source of mysticism that women possess, and for some reason in this society... Uh, women need to be s- calmed the f down, lest their knowledge or chi runs rampant. Because the leader of the bad guys' army is this sorceress, like she kind of foretells the future. She's a shapeshifter into a hawk, uh, and that is an example of a woman who is expressing, a- expressing, and excreting. Massive amounts of cheese. She's able to con- like control things, do things, and this society sees fit to be like, no, we can't have that, dear God. And uh, a firstborn son for this, you know, this not so densely populated China. There's there's hardly anybody to join these ranks. Back then, there's people left to die. They had millions of people in, like, get millions of people all over the world in medieval time. I, well, all right, I'm, I'm getting into the reads here. Get into the reads of the story. I guess at this point in history. Uh, China was running out of fighting, fighting, uh, capable males to go to war. Just, just terrible. What a, what a terrible tragedy. Because that forces Mulan's dad, who has a limp, to hobble on and get the scroll, and he's got you know a little metal leg, some shit. He disgraces himself, and then Mulan, she, just the actress. I wasn't believing it. Uh, there's like the silly scene where, okay, spider drops, and that's the. There, there's no there um, you'll bring honor to us all there's no music there's no f- music all right no music uh, that scene is kind somewhat of a ruckus the, they have she has to save her sister from the spider and then everything goes goes haywire it's ridiculous it's wacky oh god mulan what what comic relief uh meanwhile all right fast forward it's the middle of the night there is all right my perhaps my biggest gripe with this movie and i want to say this with all sincerity i don't mean to sound like a dick i'm just gonna speak my truth and i hope i choose the right words because sometimes i do misspeak but without further ado i'm just gonna speak these words if you don't like them then turn it the off i'm not trying to offend here's my point of view i think they missed out on a huge power like just aspect of the story in the original like get your remaking you're making something new but you missed out on a key element that I think is so utterly unavoidable is the transformation of her becoming a man I don't know if cancel culture is looming over the writer's shoulders when this is going on to where there's not this epic and honorable and powerful way to show her changing of a character. She is now Mulan, or Ping, the soldier. The son, no longer Mulan. She is cutting off her hair. Of course, uh, cheesy symbolic of a woman, you know, metamorphosizing and just some different aspect of a character. But is metamorphosizing even a word? Going through a metamorphosis, okay? Sue me. Wow. Oh. They totally skimped out on that, and I thought, uh, are they trying not to upset um, the transgender or or any sort of entity that could be offended possibly by just kind of escaping, like scathing over this major character building moment? And I hope I'm looking too far into this, but I, I just in honor of the old one, in honor like it wasn't too long ago. I don't think there's any crazy political ploy or agenda that could be taken so out of context is to be making a statement other than this female character changing an honor to save her dad. There's nothing that could possibly be pushed. I don't know if this was surely, surely a creative decision or they're too scared, but I just, just being hypercritical of the world for how wild and out of control it is I just think they missed out on a major opportunity, a powerful moment in the old one that they could have recreated in this remake, this live action remake. And whether they were scared of cancel culture or not offending people, I don't know. I just think in this day and age, there's, yes, I'm being critical of the story, but people are too critical or easily offended of what a story is. Sure, you can always chalk something up to being a product of the time. But there could be underlying messages. I guess that's the, bo- the beauty of, of movies and poetry is to take your own like uh, imperson- not impersonation, to make your own decision of how you feel about it. You can take it any which way. You can decipher it in a way that is most meaningful to you. Sometimes I think when you decipher so far, you take things out of context. You, you distort something from what it is objectively, what and say, this movie, it's just a story. And to take something so out of context and for people getting so offended, it's really such a bummer. I know I'm going off on a rant right now, but just to accept a story for what it is. And this is, what I'm taking from this is, this missed opportunity because perhaps they're scared of offending people. It's a story. It's a story that's supposed to move you. It moved me, and that's why I guess I am so upset and spent the past like five minutes ranting about this, is because I think the power that the old movie just punched in this scene how cool it was and the music that's playing I remember it vividly she rides out into the night this powerful kind of 90s 80s music it's so good she cuts her hair and then you go off with Eddie Murphy a little like just little a great comic relief a great character that's why he's also a great donkey in Shrek we're moving on hold on Evan Williams so she goes off the dad is like okay we Need you to stay inside, tells her to like quell yourself. If uh, I don't go, like you're gonna bring dishonor and just makes it blatantly obvious, but she does go. And so what's this guy gonna do? Is he just gonna hide inside for as long as she's gone? So people believe it's him going out there because if people see a daughter going out, they're gonna be like, oh, that's, that's gonna be shame upon the family. So what are they telling people back home? Mulan just went off on some mission and the dad is, the dad's supposed to be off at war. He can't show his face and Mulan is missing too. Where are they? They go on some pilgrimage? Maybe that's the excuse I would have told, but they kind of gloss over that. So she gets to the camp, and we see a Donnie Yen. They Yes, they have also have Donnie Yen on the f***ing payroll. And do they use him minimally? I don't know if his contract constitutes better um, martial arts choreographed fight scenes. I mean, if you've seen It Man, good lord, just martial arts doesn't get any better than that in movies. Ah they just have this such asinine and spoon fed just oh my god these 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 morals or whatever how they're trying to feed the audience this story it's ridiculous so Mulan joins the ranks gives a name and Donnie ends this just kind of hard-nosed um captain he's supposed to train all these guys no make a man out of you song is that could offend people it's Donnie Yen, and he has his, his little stooge like barking out the rules if you are assorting with women death if you desert death are the death penalties for everything uh, as- associating with women I think he says death or props like you're banished you're expelled from the ranks disloyalty he shouts is expulsion disloyalty uh, Alright, yeah, so I just <laughs> I'm just taking it so far because it's just, these are the spoon-fed messages that you're trying to stuff in kids' face. You're not giving the audience even kids enough credit to let them try to figure it out for themselves and that's the beauty of rewatching a movie and getting older with it, is maybe you learn some new stuff about it. Maybe you hear something you ever heard before. If it's such a captivating captivating and compelling movie, which the old one is, it's cool to just rewatch it, maybe learn something different about it, try to think about something in a different way. Is it hypocritical of me to be dissecting this movie in such particular ways and still bitch about how people take things out of context and go crazy on the details? Maybe, I think I'm just dissecting the story. It's not the political jibber jabber that that's what people take from it. No, I'm about the story. So, huh, there's a difference. Uh, (laughs) A disloyalty. So, alright, so we're back to it. There's a little montage. You meet these kind of comrades of hers that just, you don't give a f- about them. They're not as definitive as the old ones where it's just the crazy voice guy with his one eye mad-eye moody poking out, the big fat Buddha looking dude, and then the kind of skinny bigger guy. Those three goofballs, um, they're there, and then there's the hunt captain. I forget his name in the original. Uh, uh, is it Lao? C T. Mulan animated characters. What's his name? What's your name? Lee. It's Li Shang. Of course it is. So there's there oh my god, it was just so bad. There's one like handsome kind of guy, some hunk that they're they introduce in there, but these characters are inconsequential. The montages, the, the scenes of her getting better. <laughs> Worse, whatever. There's of no consequence. There's no building tension. There's no. I guess she's always like been a badass fighter or whatever. She, she stinks because she's not taking showers, doesn't want to show her boobies. But oh, there's a light reference to the transformation that she allegedly went through. And then they replace Mushu with a fing phoenix. There's no dragon, it's a phoenix. So there's your poetic uh, symbolism there. Oh, a phoenix. Oh, it can rise from anything oh my God. So anyways, this fast forward, fast forward, the characters suck, her secrets maintained and then they go into battle. They go into battle. There's the sorcerer. The source is actually kicking ass. There's a couple scenes back and forth with her fighting, guys running up walls. I wish they would have explored the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon gold mine that they were cracking into. They saw the vein, but no, they opted not to go through it, not to turn this into like an epic. This was the furthest thing from an epic. It is a swing in a... F- miss the back goes flying and kills some kid in the goddamn back or, and maybe not him but his imagination certainly knocked it out of him if this is the best storytelling we can get out of Disney my solution coming at the end of this episode so there's battle it happens she's chasing after so she's part of this one little calvary group going after the main bad guy and maybe like eight of his boys they're leaving the main battle and they're actually showing guys getting popped with arrows ooh very cool She's going, The probably the only good part of this movie is the horse, uh, God, stuntmen. The bad guys, they're riding forward, they whip their right, their leg over, bounce both their feet off the dirt, and they pop back up, riding in the opposite direction, uh, facing opposite direction, and they just start whacking bad, uh, good guys with, with arrows. It's great. And then move on to the only one left. She's dodging, she's, you know, doing what heroes do, not getting hurt. And she's actually killing the bad guys. All right, so she's chasing after and then she winds up in this kind of bizarre, it's like a frozen lake, but it's just kind of crystallized crust over this boiling uh, lake. And she's there, it's just a sulfur field. There's green mountains. It's all it looks very, very uh, foreboding. And she meets the, the sorceress and they're fighting a little bit. And the sorceress is like, oh, you're not being true to who you are. Just like, oh, maybe we're connected because we're like similar. The other woman just wanted to be, uh, I mean not noticed, but just like seen as an equal. They wanted to display what they can do, uh, be powerful. But, you know, society says, uh-uh-uh, this masculine, this misogynistic, disgusting society says, you're going to f***ing just you take those wings and we're going to clip them. Right, you can only go so far in the world, uh, say these these males with their, their governments and rules. So... Oh God! So they have a heart to heart. They're fighting, and she and part. Uh, so Mulan gets n- knocked out. Whatever. Her sword goes flying, and then there's the good guys are losing. Donnie Yen's doing some stunt work, but his character is essentially useless. Nobody cares about the lives of any of the friends because why build tension there? Like they're just like, oh, here's the friends. You remember the old one, right? Ha <laughs> ha. They're all. They're just friends. Nothing. They're the. Maybe it was the acting. It was horse. Mulan was so emotionless. It was just. It was like watching Kirsten Stewart play the part. Just, I get nothing from it. Just a fish of a performance. And Mulan, oh my God, so... She comes riding back but she's taken off all of her father's armor like so she's taken off all the armor and then you're getting your okay your phoenix symbolism she decides to be here. she undoes it her hair's long her hair's flowing in the wind okay maybe that's what they're thinking the ultimate payoff would be more powerful if the hair comes out and that's where she's turning back into who she's supposed to be maybe but I think is it, no uh, if, if that could be a possible argument but I'm not going to hear it no not nearly as powerful so she goes and she starts kicking ass, taking names. Something she obviously couldn't do uh, as a man. Hair's flowing. She's killing uh, the bad guys, and then just the absurdity of it all. I don't know if this is a play. It would work if this was like in a play setting. And there's because they brought out one catapult, and it's not just a not just a catapult. It's a fucking trebuchet. It's the trebuchet is a giant weighted just. A hunk of wood like obviously filled with rocks and there's the kind of teeter tower with the sling at the end and then the, they you just let the weight drop and then it just flings it flings whatever in the air in this case it's a flaming ball of fire a flaming ball of fire absolutely and it's just so absurd all the the good guys they they get into their little clumps shield walls and these guys are just picking them off boom one shot one perfect about 30 kills. Amazing. In this massive, I want to say, 500-yard battlefield. And these guys are up on this ridge at the toe of this big mountain cliff with snow in the back. Ooh, foreshadowing. Getting chills just thinking about it. (laughs) (sighs) Ron comes back and she's like, okay, I'm going to come up with this plan because my guys are getting killed. She picks up a bunch of, she's just seen on her horse picking up a bunch of helmets. And then just magically she winds up behind the enemy lines like far away and they're still launching their their one out in the open field their one trebuchet oh my god it's just pissing me off just thinking about it they're just picking off the good guys and all the bad guys they're they're just snickering their evil snickers and Mulan starts shooting arrows and setting up all the all the helmets and all the bad guys like oh they're popping these helmets boom all this this goddamn tomfoolery and then she's still hitting them and it's the bad guys that turn their trebuchet around, this giant catapult and they're gonna hit this one they think there's a bunch of guys behind them. Yeah. They shoot the catapult and after like say four or th- like three or four perfect bullseyes in distances up to 500 yards away, they turn it and they shoot a fucking mile past the goddamn target where the arrows are coming from and it hits the snow. And there's their avalanche and Mulan just races on through. It's not nearly as exciting as the old one. I'm not nearly as scared as say the old one when like just the silhouette of Sean Yu's army just reaches the crest of the mountain and starts coming down. That was some epic shit. never been duplicated. Perhaps I was wrong about the old Mulan not being the best Disney movie ever made. Maybe second fiddle to Lion King. Absolutely second fiddle to Lion King. Um, but only to the Lion King. It was just such a, like, what the f*** did I just watch? There's some action, yeah, like, look at Disney with their, they're killing, they're actually killing people. And then, the good guys were just far enough away not to be affected by the, by the avalanche. And they survived. They find out Mulan's a woman. Uh, oh, there's, big disgrace she runs away and then somehow comes back it's inconsequential I kind of blacked out for a moment uh, not from drinking but just absolutely just horror of what I was watching seeing what was going on with my beloved uh, original yeah! just flabbergasted so we get back to the city and then I realize okay that's Jet Lee. he hasn't been in the movie for more than five minutes why the f- You have somebody on the payroll and not ball out and like that could have been some original content What if the Emperor somehow evil? Maybe not that but You just severely miss out on another extreme martial artist and he goes He leaves the palace because the shapeshifter can you know like possess bodies Uh the climax takes place in this kind of broken ass building Um the Emperor and his men get his men get slaughtered He kills some bad guys and it's just the main bad guy and the Emperor emperor gets caught, he's, t- he's tied up upside down, hanging over a blacksmith, just the, a molten pit of, you know, metal, iron, what have you. Excuse me. Mulan comes hustling in and all of her friends get stuck behind. There's not really much of a love interest. Nobody really gives a f-. They're fighting, the, the they have a character that's the cricket. It's not an actual cricket, it's just them some fat guy in just over-the-top Disney acting, just soap opera-esque. If I don't, I hope not to offend the soap operas by referring to this entirety of a performance to a soap opera. Apologies to the soap opera. So this climax takes place. Uh, The sorceress ends up taking a spear that the bad guy chucks at Mulan. She takes it, it's all symbolic, whatever. Mulan fights, she loses her father's sword that has the four virtues of Honesty, loyalty, and bravery. I believe it. There's like, gotta be brave, of course, you're a soldier. Um, and she fights the bad guy. It's cool. The bad guy catches an arrow in midair in the beginning of the movie. Just like, oh, he's bad. He's so bad. He's so cool. Wow. Wow. I stopped giving a f an hour and a half ago. Oh, shit. And I'm still not done talking about this goddamn movie. It's so f-ing cliche, she saves him for a little bit and then they have the audacity. Like the, the phoenix is of no consequence throughout the movie. The phoenix, so Mulan, out the gate, she's trying to find the camp to go to. She has no f-ing clue where she's going. She's just wandering around the wilderness and almost dies until this phoenix circles around and shows her like five feet to the right through this crevice in the canyon she was, asleep, she was camping out in. Okay, I found the, f-ing, the, the military camp. Oh... <sighs> Other than that, the, the phoenix was there when she comes to in the sulfur fields, and now the phoenix just Disney, and their graphic artists. Yes, the, it looks kind of cool, but that is of zero consequence to how f- utterly ridiculous and absurd and just a sho- Johnny Sens-esque shoving down the throat of this phoenix coming up behind Mulan. She's running straight into the camera, and the phoenix, just rises up behind her. Doesn't breathe any fire. Aff- offers no assistance in any way. It is so fucking ridiculous, over the top. You can't have two phoenixes. You can't have two phoenix reference, big big boy moments, uh, in in one movie. You're you're f- disgusting. Uh, MacGruber can have two sex scenes within 10 minutes. You Disney are not at the level of MacGruber. You can't have two cheesy f- phoenix references of becoming a new person or just coming back from the ashes. Oh my God. I hope the millions of kids that you appeal to and get their parents' money. God, what a business scheme you have, Disney. What a f***ing business scheme you have. You know you're mind washing these kids. You're brain melding them so they can come and spend $20 on a churro this big at your f***ing establishment. Extra $10 for sugar and cinnamon on it, says you. Ah, you mother... Disney. One, Anyways, uh, the day is saved. The day is saved. Mulan goes back to her father like she's offered all the kudos in the world uh at the end with the the emperor just oh we were wrong about you oh my god she says no i must go back to my family she meets his con- she meets her dad aka consul han but she meets her sister first she's like oh my god you're, you're so great to have you back uh, what how tell me of your journeys and then mulan's like no tell me about you like just so just I might be just way too critical but just how shit the acting is and just you would never say that you'd just be so exhausted and be like oh let me tell you no no that's not your character and it's just perhaps the acting was just that bad i'm just not believing a word coming out of her mouth it sucked toes it sucked toes i oh she has her sword i guess it's a couple weeks later it leaves love interest and the army comes back donnie and oh we want to offer you this this position, we well, are hoping you reconsider your position with the emperor. It is, we're leaving it to be your choice and she has this new sword made. The dad, ooh, what's this fourth virtue I see? Loyalty to family because that's, that. I guess that that needs to be the message imparted. On another the family, so, that and thus ends the movie. Just such a steaming pile of shit. I was so upset and the movie, like one of the main themes, and I'm glad I remembered this in my f- and haze is to be true to yourself in the most ironic display of terrible remakes and in cinema wow the irony you're just you're you're peddling so many messages including be true to yourself but you couldn't f-ing do it yourself mulan disney you could not be true to yourself which is the the creative the the source of of all of this, the original masterpiece that is Mulan, 1997. You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. March 9th, 2020. No, you fucking asshole. 1998. God damn it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What a dumb. What a dummy. Same year as Rush Hour, you know? Uh, but overall, as far as remakes go, Disney, all right, here's, here's the cure to all your woes. If there's any takeaway to this, it is give the remake to Jon Favreau and get the fuck out of his way. Let him remake, give him the script, all creative autonomy, and let the man work. Jungle Book is has been the only remake I've seen that was like, holy shit, well done. I loved it, yes, I'm a Jon Favreau fan and am going to be biased, but that's how you do a remake. It was, it was so true to the original movie, yet its own. Like, I would watch it again, having Idris Elba in there, he's being raised by wolves, you're just adding to that. you're embellishing the story, making it, like remake it, try to make it better. But like, you're not gonna make it better, but make it its own. Use this amazing gift that is this original source. And in this case, it's Mulan, one of the best animated movies, period uh, say, in the Disney universe. One of the greatest, one of the greatest movies for them to have ever produced. And to see them besmirch it with this, this live-action remake. Swing and a f-ing miss. Uh, I award, everyone who saw it is dumber for having doing so. I award you no points, Disney. And may God have mercy on your soul. You lose! Good day, sir! you <sharp inhale>